wrong about this, but I think Christine was telling me when she was coming, when she was teaching, she taught for two years. In order for her to get her, was it student loans or whatever she had left, paid off, she had to teach at a Title One school for at least X amount of years, and then get out and do X Y Z, and it had to be public school, obviously, but she couldn't. She had to work with a certain type of kid. It was it was just a lot of steps that she had to do in order to gain anything from it, which getting rid of your student loans, like I'm in the process of doing that now, and I can honestly say if I didn't have to pay on my student loans every month, I'd be doing a lot better for myself. <laughs> it's a lot of money every month. And like, like you were saying, if they didn't have to pay like income tax or even if they were didn't have to pay like sales tax on certain items for like, for like how they do the, was it tax-free weekend or whatever? For most, yeah. That's when people get a lot of their school supplies. Why not just make that a permanent thing for teachers or anyone in the industry, in the educational industry? There's stuff like that that could be easier done than increasing their wages yeah. or their salaries. But it's just like who 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 is there to think that far outside of the box that can make those calls? That's the real question. I mean, I'm sure there are people that can. It's just do they? I, I mean. It's been an issue for years with teachers. I just don't get why, you know, it, it feel like it should be that simple to make happen, you know. Like like you said, like you bought a house, you know, military. I mean, we get a lot of benefits. It could be a high stress job. But I mean, some some things, especially if you put in the right situation, I take expense, it can make a lot of that worthwhile. If you make their if you give them a you know, a good kind of insurance, you know, uh, some kind of special insurance. Um yeah, a bunch, I don't know, maybe a lot more tax breaks for certain things or, uh, you know, certain medical expenses reduced. Because, I mean, we need teachers. And, obviously, if you could do something for the good teachers to retain them and keep them in it, yeah, you got to make it worthwhile. Like you said, it doesn't have to necessarily be a, a big increase in pay if, because, I mean, what, it's, it's it's funded by the people, right, with the teaching, you know. Uh, so you, you get two sources of funding for the most part. You have your local and your federal. Your federal, you're going to get based on headcount. That's just, if you got X amount of kids, you're going to get X amount of dollars. That's really what it boils down to. But the rest of it is property taxes. That's how local governments fund education. It was a property tax for the most part. Um, so that's why your schools and nice areas are nice. Um, and, and, and they have more resources and more stuff like that. Whereas your other schools don't. Um, so that's what it boils down to. But I, I think that you, in the last 30 years, a lot of your brightest minds, your most talented, innovative individuals have flocked to other professions. Yeah. And <laughs> just just STEM, STEM, like medical, being engineers, like being actual entrepreneurs and creators of themselves. Like that is, it's, it's just not enticing anymore. Then they go on to be college professors and just sell their own books. Yeah. But even 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 becoming a college professor, you have to be you have to you have to pay your dues more or less, for for lack of a better word. Like you you have to put in the wrench time. You got to put in the work, and like yeah, that's beneficial. But even then, like how much how much time do you spend 
not getting to how, how much time do you spend getting to that point and how much time do you spend actually in your profession it, it, it's I don't, I don't i don't think it's to me it's not worth it yeah it's so I, I just googled estimated average annual salary of teachers in in public schools or just and this is just across the united states in 1989 and 1990 There was the average shot was thirty one thousand. Since then, up to two thousand seventeen eighteen, average salary has gone up to fifty eight grand. That is now matching of uh, what the uh, cost of living. Uh, right, and by by any means. And like, right, like you said, like, okay, if if you don't want to do that, that's fine. Just just benefits, man. You you just gotta give them something worthwhile. I mean, yeah, I think you know a lot of people want the money. I can even liken this to the uh, you know people use that argument with college athletes, right? Oh, we're paying them the scholarships and stuff, right? But mm-hmm. I mean, you know, in this case, this is about you know this this comes from government, right? The pay. Comes from government. If you want to pay them more, obviously it has to come out out of pocket for the general public, right? But if that's case, just benefits. Just, just break them off something that's just like, you know what? I may not be getting paid much, but you know what? I do get to do this, and this is nice. This 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 is just less of a headache. I have to worry about, you know, you know, that other people generally have to worry about because I am teaching, even though I don't make as much. I'm, well, I mean, even even with that, like I said, like picture pictures this. So our general knowledge, public service, policemen, firemen, military, public service. Why aren't teachers included in that? <laughs> because I mean, it's not like firemen get paid a whole lot, policemen get paid a little bit better. Military, you don't get really paid all that well until you get to a certain level. And then, but on the backside of that, they all have incredibly impressive benefits as far as medical life insurance the was it death insurance? it's not death insurance whatever it is but i why why is that why is there such a thick line of teacher policemen like i don't understand why the why those two can't be considered public services as well now if someone has a good answer for that let me know but I H-E-R-K, that. that's what it is <laughs> it just doesn't make sense man and it's still- it could be, and this thought literally just popped into my head, it could be the fact that U.S. has seen people being teachers as more of a feminine job to where those other public services could be uh, supremely male-driven. Like, it could be it could be something like that to where the, the women in the family just didn't need to or didn't deserve to make that kind of that kind of money. But it, it, it start, the, that coin is starting to flip. It's starting to be a lot more... And it's encouraged to be a lot more even now to where women need to make this this amount of money because they're not depending on men to do certain things. And even if they are dependent on men to do certain things, why aren't we still paying them enough? It's it's just, it's a lot of outdated ideals that have set that have set this country in a path that had, that would, had worked in the past, but it's it a lot a lot of things just need to change. A lot of innovation and and you hit the nail on the head man like 
at the end of the day, supply and demand rules supreme. Mm-hmm. A lot of people back in the day, well, it's a lot of people. Uh, it was a, it's still a female dominated profession, but more so back in the day. And women accepted that pay and they, they came to teach it in droves. So you didn't have to pay them that much because they accepted that pay. And now that's increasingly not the case. Um, and what you're going to see is you're going to see it hit like a tipping point. Like, a, like, like it's going to get to a point to where once it becomes a real big narrative, it's all in the news. We can't keep teachers. We can't keep subs. We can't get this, that, and the third. You'll see what America's really about and what kind of innovation. And, and I'm, I'm thinking that's going to be in the next five years or so. I mean, we literally just had, or we really should have had more of a realization anyway with how valuable teachers are when we had a lot of parents struggling with their kids and homeschooling <laughs> where they mm-hmm. you know they really got to experience how their kids are you know just more on a regular basis trying to help them learn and then them trying to navigate their ways doing so virtually i mean we, we literally just had something so recent that should realize the value of teachers and what they provide when you send them off so I don't know that that should be something that like okay yeah maybe you know we we should break them off something I mean you know it takes a lot for people to realize stuff but we had something just that recent and that that affected people that much even more it's just like okay you know help them out All right. well I, and I'll say you're you're one thousand percent right there about the that being an issue for the masses as far as like what the u.s went through but you gotta think about it the people that make and are in control of making these changes and rules and laws and for all this stuff that actually take place they're too old to figure to see that like they don't have kids that are still in school or if they do have kids that are still in school they got enough bread or they have the cert they have the services at the i'm sorry resources at hand to hire people to to take care of those services so they, they it, it it's never felt man people do be in a position for a long time man they be so out of touch with stuff it is wild, wild. just like just like president just like presidential should be four years i think there needs to be a significant limit to how long you can actually sit in 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 office for uh representative of the house or speaker of the house for all the, all the people because it's congressman it's, I, I just, it's ridiculous i just don't get it because like government literally means serving other people so why aren't you going out to the people like that's literally your job to go to the people talk to I'm them i'm gonna answer that for you <laughs> it's service of the people but the question is who are they serving mm-hmm they own the world. They own. They own the world. That is. That their constituents. The constituents who pay them. The constituents who they brush shoulders with. And those people aren't the masses. Right quick. I'll be right back. <laughs> I forgot. I think we're on Central Time. <laughs> oh damn. Hold on. <laughs> so just so our audience know, we decided we started recording without. One of our people, Sir Witt, and he is on Central Time. <laughs> well, we could we could do this like just like some deleted scenes or some shit, and then we can like re-record once he jump on. 
That is true. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. We can we can we can just roll with if somebody just well. So since we're not gonna air this clip, I got the solution to this shit. <laughs> I say the state. Hold on, I'm waiting to Zane and Arthur get back and then we'll stop and start. <laughs> what up, man? What's going on, man? man. Uh, I'm on Central Time right now. <laughs> oh, oh shit. Yeah, I'm on Central Time right now. So, I was like, what the hell? They already on 14 times. What the hell was that? Whoever Eddie just got mean editing job to do. Yeah, well, we're going to stop this recording and then do another recording. Oh, okay. I'll stop it right now. Okay, cool. My solution time. is this. We in high, we still got. All right, so esports. I'll just start off by saying this, right? As quick as fuck. Anything. Yeah, he did just start. He, just, <laughs> he was just, I was like, actually doing bitch. something <laughs> on my computer. You ain't even tell nobody hello. No. We couldn't even start with a joke, huh? Just because oh. I was late, the people got to suffer. That's yeah, just because you were late. I, I, well, for another 20 minutes. I need to know how you misunderstood 11 for 12. I'm on central time right now. Right, I feel that. But like every other time we've done this, it's been on <laughs> All been on the same time zone. Because <laughs> for some reason, I thought all y'all was on. Central time. Bro, I've been yeah. living in this city for three years. You <laughs> ain't been in Florida for I don't know how long, bro. Four, four years. I mean, I had a long, I had a long day yesterday, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did a lot of driving. Hey, man, it's, it's, these it's, esports, man, these esports. <laughs> Before we start getting on Wit's head about that one, <laughs> well, I'll just say this. I'll say anything that people have, a large amount of people have interest in is baseball. So if we all were excellent basket weavers and we could draw a crowd for that, then that would make it feasible. Oh, wait, say that again? You say I, anything that what? A large, that draws a large crowd. Can be a sport? Anything. anything. I mean... That's dismissive as shit, but okay, go ahead. Oh, I don't mean to be dismissive. I'm just saying in general, just to ask a question. What? Quite, no question was asked yet. I thought that's what the, the it was. It was phrasing the question in notes. So I guess I guess hold on, hold on, yeah. So so we we're disputing the difference between what's sport and what's not sport, and is esport a sport? Because I believe esport is definitely a sport. Yeah, are we are we debating that? Because who wait does anybody think it's not like sports? Well, there there probably are arguments for it, just like how they say, "Ooh, okay." And that's like how they some people say cheerleading isn't a sport. No, cheerleading. I I buy dangerous. No, no, you won't. No, you won't. Not that man. Who is saying that? People are still saying that in twenty twenty one. I think cheerleading is a competition. So, so here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. And I, I let me before I say anything, let me Google the definition of sport because we, we I'm, I'm gonna get into this. I don't need Google's definition. I'm gonna tell you, 
<clears throat> with a competition, there's a subjective piece that tells who wins or who loses. There's a subjective piece. In the actual sport, the rules are defined as such that you can look at the rules and tell who wins or loses. That's my difference. So with that, with that said, right, you can, if you're saying that cheerleading is, is of that way, you can say that boxing, if it if someone doesn't get knocked out, it's the same, it's the same thing. Hunting and fishing, because it's all subjective. Who says that what in boxing? Yeah, you may have landed more punches, but my punches may have may have been stunners, right? So the diff and it's it, it's just it, it's all perception at that point, and that's how those that's how those sports are judged. Now, the definition of a sport, <clears throat> an athletic an athletic activity requiring skill or physical prowess, and often of a competitive nature, as racing, baseball, tennis, ball, all those other ones. Oh, mine don't even say athletic. The second one says a particular form. Wait, hold on. Mine just say activity involving physical exertion and skill. Nah, it's a, this is dictionary.com. Let me see if I can find another one. Hold on. Well, my whole thing with boxing is I'm under the impression that with boxing, the scorers are looking for a particular thing that has been defined ahead of time. Now, I'm not well-versed in cheerleading. Now, but listen. <laughs> what what in Chilean def- like like if, how do you score Chilean? You can score boxing with punches, you know what I mean? I, well, the same way, the same well, way so, you uh, scored uh, gymnastics or yes. so it's, it's, uh, it's, all, it's a competition. Which I'm still kind aerobics. of how they score that to be honest. Well, see, here, here's a, here, here's how, and just me listening to Christina because she used to be a Chilean. Chilean is scored off of coordination. Um, what is the other word I'm looking for? Choreography, execution, and one other like it's like crowd engagement or some some other bullshit. But those things are scored. Those are tangible things that you can actually come up with. But this is the same with gymnastics. I was just watching the Olympic trials of the week. The there's an overall score which is based off of the difficulty and execution score. The difficulty score is it might be subjective, but the execution itself is come comes down to the letter. As the, as the person or who, girl or a guy that's doing the actual flips or all all the actual engaging in the sport itself, they have to focus on their line their lines of their body, how to make how to flip, make sure they don't fall the, where their feet land, how their hands land, all their dismount, all of that. They have to focus on all of that. So like. Gymnastics is a sport. Cheerleading has to be a sport because everything is judged off of specific criteria that great that gets greater from zero to to X amount. Of All right, blood. so you can have a qualitative qualitative rubric for scoring stuff. So you can turn something that's qualitative into a a number and then score and make it you know. However, I think the qualitative aspect makes it subjective, which makes it a competition. So in basketball. You physically have to put a ball in a hoop and whoever has the most points at the end of the game, that's who wins. That there's nothing qualitative about that. So for me, gymnastics and cheerleading, because of the qualitative aspect of it, like for example, if somebody does a flip and me and another person are scoring the flip, what is the difference between a 10 on the score and a nine on the score on the flip? 
Execution and balance. But, but, so, okay, you say execution and balance, but like, what's the difference between a 10 in execution and a nine in execution? So the people, the people that are our judge are legitimate professionals. They have been professionals on the sport or they're professionals as far as judge. They, they take it down to as far to as far as how fast you rotated, how you landed, were your feet pointed the right way, were your hands pointed the right way, was your chin tucked, how, how, did, how did you actually rotate? All of those things are things that they take into consideration. And it's a panel of judges. So it's not just one person figuring out what, who does what. It's a system of checks and balances. They all go down and their their score is based on the average score from all the judges. That's why like a lot less room for error and stuff like this when you're saying things like that. Like you really can't get lucky in this sport at all. You gotta be so on point and so precise in order to get the score that you're looking for to win a competition. Right. So in 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 more or less to kind of poke holes in do your kind of argument here is any sport that doesn't have a specific objective as far as I'm going to score and that goal. And there, and if, if I do it more times than you, I win. So you're thinking, you're saying that wrestling is not a sport. Olympic wrestling is not a sport. You're saying that boxing is not a sport competition. Really that can even go down to, uh, what's a conventional sport that I can I can't think of right now? MMA, basically. Yeah, MMA. Like there, MMA. there's a fight. There's a fight tonight or tomorrow. Yeah, for I do want to watch that. Yeah. So like, I don't know the specifics with martial arts per se. I'm under the impression that you can see people actually make contact and not make contact, and you can score on that. Now, how hard a punch is. I don't know if that plays into the scoring mechanism. You know what I mean? So if the the rubric is in black and white based on tangible things that you can see, well, let me take a step back. I still say MMA and boxing, that's a competition. You know what I mean? For me, the sport, there's no subjectivity in it. It, At the bottom, at the end of the day, the rules are in black and white. And anywhere you go, if you play by the same set of rules, everybody understands or can they can reasonably predict the outcome with like gymnastics boxing these other competitions if you got one set of judges and then a whole other set of judges they can see the same competition and then there could be different outcomes i mean if you define it in those terms i mean i really can't go against that i mean i you know i still see all those in sports but i mean i can't necessarily Find the fault in that argument. Competition and sport, if you want to differentiate you that way. So, that, so it's just I mean, hard because we not it. We're not saying that they're not competitions. Right, right. We're just it's, saying that they're they are our sports. I mean, well, because like when people like when when people most of the time when people say something's not sports, used as an insult. And I know you're not using it in that way, but most of the time when people say something's not a sport, it's used as an insult. It, Wait, well, are you saying they aren't sports? Because you're saying they're competitions, but you're not exactly saying they aren't sports. I'm saying that there's a difference between a sport and a competition. However, the social perception of what's sport and what's not sport is not what I'm arguing. I'm just, I'm really just being a, a, a devil's advocate. A, 
a semantic asshole at this point. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, cause you like like you I'm dancing semantic around. Asshole right now. Like you really dancing around. So now so uh, uh hold on. He's saying fuck that it's not a sport without saying fuck that it's not a sport. So, <laughs> so, so all sports are competitions, but not all competitions are sports. So what yes. about ping pong? That's what, that's what I think there's a difference well, because there's no subjectivity in basketball. So, so what about you? Either, you either win by the rules or you don't. Right. So, and just so to, about put it, to put it to put it no. Well, even so, let me say this: to put it in plain terms, of what Durag is saying, the difference in sport and competition is comp- competition is a, a it's a competitive agreement between one side and another side. We're going to see who's better. The sport aspect of that comes in when there's an objective goal that each team has that can prove without a doubt that you won or I won. Now, where the competition piece comes in is that it's judged and not scored. So basically, yeah. So basically, like the like on it's all with basketball, it's all settled on the court. Like there's not going to be an outside people to say they won. Look at the scoreboard. This was settled on the court. This was settled on the field. I did this more times than you. I got more stops than you. This is something that we determined, not a judge scoring this or saying, well, you know what? I think they won because I think they did it better. That is, is that basically what you're getting at in, in much even more simple terms? Yeah, for the most part, like I think for me to define the way it makes sense in my head is, there is no subjective aspect in a sport, whereas in a competition, there is a varying degree of subjectivity in said competition. And, and wow. I'm not, I'm not like, like, like y'all were talking about, like, I'm not trying to say that competitions are less than sports. Yeah. I'm not saying that. I mean, so, they're of equal, in let, my let opinion. Me, let, let me, let me, let me raise this little caveat to you right there. Every sport, every sport that we know, every sport that we claim we know has referees. Because a referee is human, that brings in subjectivity. Something could be holding to one ref and something not holding to one ref. Something could be goaltending to one and not goaltending to the other. Or we all know NBA doesn't call travels. What what if a ref comes in and calls it a a travel or something? But here's the thing, though. It, it, let's say, let's use football for example. If I call pass interference, right? Right. Let's say it's the last drive, and I call pass interference as a spot foul. Without the pass interference call, it is very, very, very likely that the team wouldn't be in position to score. However, there is still a possibility that team could still score. Whereas the subjectivity in, let's say, gymnastics, I as a judge gave it a nine. This judge gave it a 10. They win because this judge judged this this flip or this routine or whatever the case may be um, differently. So I just think that with referees in sports or competitions, because you have referees in in boxing and and Mm -hmm. other things, they don't necessarily fix an outcome. They, they increase the likelihood of an outcome or decrease the likelihood of outcome, but they don't fix an outcome. Whereas judges and competitions, they actually fix the outcome. So I'll say this. I believe it was three years ago where there was a referee in a Saints 
it was a referee for a Saints game. He made a very um, glorious call. Suggest all of you, if very you will. great, awesome, the greatest then, call in the history of the league. One of them, being right? Right. Right. But he was later found out on his social media to be wearing Saints paraphernalia in years in years prior. With that said, it could have been it could have been noted that he he had an ulterior motive to miss the call or make the call. Where do you go with that? Because at that point, that is subjective. Uh, if the team that the Saints were playing were beating the shit out of them, his subjectivity wouldn't influence the outcome of the game. Okay, here we go. Here we here we go with this then. So now we come to now we come to athletic prowess and execution, right? Right now, Simone Biles is one of the very two people in the world that can complete successfully a flip. I don't know the name of the flip, but it, it is one. I know what you're talking about. But yes. So she, right now, she has the athletic prowess over everyone else. So her difficulty score is much higher for that trick. If anyone else was to try it, the difficulty score would also be as high. Now it comes down to execution. If she's the only one who is able to actually successfully land it, she will get the score, whether that be 8, 9, 10, or whatever. If the other person tries it, doesn't do as well, or completely falls, they get scored at a, as a four for their aerial trick for your aerial tricks while they're in the air. But if they fall when they try to land, it doesn't get scored as well. So now here we go with the objectivity part of it. If I have the capability and I've proven that this is the trick that I'm going to try to land, this is my this is my comp, this is my potential score from this trick. I complete it. You do the exact same trick and you don't. That's where my score lands. That's where that's where that's where that part of the sport is objective. The subjective piece becomes where okay, well, what was your what what how how did you do in the air? That's subjective, not whether or not you landed it. I just want everybody to listen and to know. I told these things earlier this week that objectivity and subjectivity be whooping my ass in the whole conversation today. It's just been objectivity. So, so my response to that is this: with with athletic feats or anything involved in the sport and the competition that are in any regards different, you can score them differently. But if I do the exact same thing as my competitor and there's an opportunity for a different score based on the subjectivity of the judge, then that's an issue. I should get three points every time I shoot a three-pointer from behind the three-point line and my toes don't touch the line. That is objective. If, let's just say we had a, a, a I don't know, if, if somebody does a flip or does a stunt and I as a judge like, yo, that was very difficult, that's in 10. The next judge sees the same stunt and says, yo, that was very difficult, that's a nine. We're looking at the exact same event and judging it subjectively. I don't know how often that happens. I don't even know if that's an issue in the sport or, or whatever the case may be. But just from a, a semantic, just from like a, just a logical 
standpoint, I'm observing the same event. You have an opportunity for two different scores. And in a sport, it's objective. You count the basket regardless. Well, esports is a sport. Objective. Esports is definitely a sport. We're now there's that. we're getting to that. <laughs> because so out of out of all that, we had to make sure we classified what the sport was, right? So okay. now since we've classified that there is an objective winner and loser, and what we now classify as a sport, esports comes down to these are two teams or individuals going up head to head against each other to complete what who wins, who loses. That defines a sport. Now the, the question comes in is esports a viable lane for investment and or um you know put your money somewhere where you money can make game. more money yeah it's a little money, game. money i game. think it's a great money right game, you know, so. <clears throat> I mean, yeah you well, see all the stuff getting uh happen to these athletes now uh well it- no, i mean i would have thought i thought it was a great money game even in the beginning when in the early days of it when fucking league of legends and call of duty and halos Taking that thing to Vegas every year, I was like, "Oh yeah, it's ESPN. What took you niggas so long?" Like, what's that big event called? Uh, um, E3 is that E3? E3? Is it yeah. E3 or four? It's E3. What E3 is a just a conference. Yeah, and they just they they release or they show what's going to be new in gaming and tech for that particular mm-hmm. coming up year. Mm-hmm. Okay. E- um, esports competitions typically happen in the winter when it's okay for everybody to be inside. Because what's that so, dude's name? Oh, that ninja dude? Yeah. Yeah, the, the dude. Yeah, he's the well, which mm. most people fucking hate Fortnite who like are pro gamers. Okay, we, uh, we, we just feel like that. Well, I say we feel like, but to me, sports is entertainment. When we talk about money, sports is entertainment. So anything that's entertaining, regardless if it's a sport competition or whatever, like Willem or whoever said basket weaving, yeah. if you got spectators willing to pay, it's viable, man. If you got people willing to pay an audience, it's viable. We see I don't know how we didn't bring up curling. I mean, people watch the dude eat 76 hot dogs in how many minutes? Exactly. I, that's, I feel like that's disgusting to watch, but you know, I... <laughs> I want to see his blood test, man. I really do. Like, I want to most of those people they work out a lot. I don't know, bro. What's his name? Kobayashi and Kobayashi. Yeah, they. Similar skinny fuckers are just professional just running. Man. They also probably don't, because I know I work with a dude who, and I was just telling my buddy this last night, I work with a dude, 36 years old, he probably, he might be 120 pounds with steel boots on. That's funny. Five. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. Uh, redneck dude, don't drink no soda. Don't eat no sugars. Diet is he got a pretty straight diet. Other than he eats more. Or to put it in perspective, if he go out to eat and the restaurant gets steak, you don't have to question what he go get. He gonna get steak. We went to lunch one day. This nigga ate a twelve ounce porterhouse for lunch. <laughs> for lunch, 
He eat all his meat. He if he could do Pittsburgh or Blue everywhere he went, that's what he would get. Rare. He wanted to be still breathing. He'll okay. bite the cow if you tell him to. Oh, thank you. But he eat like in the middle of the day, this nigga ate a 12 house or 12 ounce porterhouse. For breakfast, he probably ate brisket. <laughs> I was about to say, man, bro, like cardiovascular I, issue. I can't think of any time in my life I've ate a, just a flat out steak. You know what I'm saying? Like that at noon. Right. You know what I'm saying? Let's Not even noon at eleven o'clock. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I used to work at Longhorn from the, the folk was there. <laughs> or the state there. left or right. Oh, love steak, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wonder what kind of life you gotta just be. You just gotta live some kind of good life. It's just doing that, man. Just in the middle I mean, of the he day. Just, he just lives a regular. He just a regular redneck, you know. When he not at work, he working. That just that just speaks to freedom, for real. If you ask me, just be able to go and enjoy alcohol and stuff during the day like that. That just that just yells freedom to me. Question. Do you think that esports athletes will get as big as regular athletes? No, no, no. So, it's, I think it's kind of they don't. They don't get that. They don't get that. They don't get that. Uh, that that type of um, exposure for one. Now the the fan don't don't get it twisted. The fandom, the people who follow these people, the the like the people who keep up with stats, the the the. the, the your subject matter experts and your fans are just as gung ho for these things, but overall celebrity level, it, no, fuck no. I mean, they just nobody is. It's really more of a matter. No one is gonna put them at the in the line like like that as opposed to them just not being there nobody's just gonna put them there. yeah they don't have the same kind of charisma of the uh they don't um like so let me let me let me come back that by saying it's it's unlikely but it's not impossible because now because now you have now you have people that uh, have used their out there uh, like platforms as far as like Facebook gaming has a has a streaming platform. Twitch has a streaming platform. You got um, Discord. Yeah, D- Discord. Like, well, a lot of them go through Discord, but still. So you have people that are likable that Playing are Dungeons and Dragons on very, Discord. Very yeah. that are very charismatic. Charismatic. You have people like that can right. right that that the, you have people that can draw a crowd. You have people that are polarizing. Like you have people that can do all of the same things that a LeBron does that a Kobe did or that Steph does that they draw those kinds of crowds they just have to they just need more exposure yeah now they 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 have the avenues to do it they just need more people to yeah, know like okay well this is where you can find me this is what I do once we yeah. get once they get back into the big Vegas arenas where they're playing people are watching and it shows up on ESPN or ESPN the Ocho like those kind of, those kind of places they have, they have the potential but as of right now the next call it two right. three four five years probably not but in the future as as esports and as everybody starts to gain more traction and starts to really pick up speed I think it's definitely possible because they get all the same sponsors they get they they are getting all of the same stuff all of the same moat I said probably eighty nine percent of all the the benefits that uh your normal your conventional athletes get minus the social marketability or 
somebody putting forth the effort to make them more socially marketable. The, the reason oh, I, I asked, yeah, the reason I asked is because I'm thinking about like that next generation. Like we, we, we make these jokes talking about kids don't play outside and they don't do this shit no more. Every kid's got a screen or a tablet. It's just like, Well, if that's normal, to think that somebody with the right charisma could be the next, like LeBron or Kobe or uh, Messi of esports, especially esports that it becomes super popular because you got these different games. But let's just say so like, it's three big, it's three big ones, and those three ain't going nowhere no time soon. Call of Duty, League of Legends, and Halo. Those are big three. I was I was gonna ask a question. Like since you kind of spoke with it, I was gonna ask how much does it depend on what video game is 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 hot? Because I mean you can be a good oh I forgot one Overwatch is just you know everything still functions a little different. Like I can be good at Call of Duty, but what's the other game? Battlefield it's a fun game, but it's different, and I'm not gonna be as good at. It. So it's like is that you know a lot of it just depends on that you know you might become you might see like a, a fucking video game triathlon you know what i mean like yeah you could who's you could the best across like 10 different games you know what i mean but mm-hmm. so the thing with esports that is hilarious is that all who what's perfect think of the alabama fan base Think of like how toxic that fan base is, mm-hmm. and, and anybody listening or watching, yes, we all went to Auburn, so and anytime we bring up Alabama, it's going to be negative. I'm sorry. Yep. And, yep sure. and, yeah. <laughs> and we'll, I will do it proudly. <laughs> so, uh, just think about how that fan base is. Now, sprinkle a little crack cocaine on top of that. And add a little bit of, you know, a couple spoonfuls of hilariousness. And every video game fan base is just as bad, if not worse, as the Alabama fan base. It's, and it's so and it's so funny because all the people who hate these games play these games. Well, it's not even it's like to be super polarizing. <laughs> it needs to be like you need that toxicity. You need a you know how they got NBA Twitter. And they were going at each other's necks, trolling each other. You need the same aspect. And granted, there could be something like that currently right now, right? Dave? There is. It's, oh, it's, def- it's, it's yeah. definitely happening. Oh, okay. But it, I, I, don't, I think it's League less about Legends, the game. I think, it's less, I think it's less about the game and more about the players. Yeah. Overwatch Twitter is so toxic. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That, that's exactly what you need. You need something that's just super polarizing or something that people can troll on and just talk cash money. I mean, even just beyond being in the video game itself, I guess, to, to really draw that attention. As long as you got people talking, mm-hmm. basically. You know, what would be dope or like I could like envision in the future. Let's say VR sets become a lot more ubiquitous, right? It, it's easy to get a VR set. You can put in your living room. Woo-de-woo. Now you got a platform to have a game where you put the VR set and you can compete Anybody can compete. All you gotta do is put the VR set headset on. Now they can. You got a game. You got one game. I don't know what it is. It could be like a like your. What do they call those games? Was one versus everybody? Uh, uh, battle, battle Royale. Royale. 
battle royale, battle royale style. And now you got who's the best of the battle royale VR. And now that guy could rise to the top and be like the king amongst kings. You know what I mean? So the thing about games like that, though, is they don't they don't age well. Why is that? Because there's it's going to be polarizing at first, like you said. But it's just think about how businesses work. If you grow too fast, you just end up imploding on yourself. That would, and as people get better, because, you know, as as we get more people in the world who just don't leave the house and, and not do nothing, as people get better at that game, it's really going to, It'll become exclusionist real quick. You see, I use uh, Call of Duty, for example. When a new Call of Duty drop, you could go buy that game and wait six hours to play and go get online. It'll be 50 niggas prestiged already. Well, my thing is this, though. So we got sports that were invented in the last 200 years. So basketball, for example, right? How did basketball become so commonplace and what affected that? And my question is, why can't a particular esport game become as common as basketball and have the following and really the same structure as basketball? So you got professional guys, but then you got minor league guys as well. You got, you know, community clubs as well. I mean, they're going to be levels of talent. But the, why is the rising stars are always going the rising stars are all and this is terrible and but it's a fact in gaming i'm not gonna say all of them the people at the top are gonna shit on the people under them and it's very dejecting and it's exclusionist like i said like that's how Fortnite ended up getting so big because people who couldn't play your Halos, your Battlefields, or your Call of Duty, all that skill they didn't have over there, well, they didn't need that to go play Fortnite. You could just go run around and just do shit all willy-nilly and end up being the best. You know, eventually those people at the top, yeah, they skilled at the game, but you know, in the beginning, at the early stages of it, motherfuckers be like, hey, man, you just, you lose a game and you got a message in your inbox. Did you fucking suck? You should cut your fucking hands off and go become a mime in, <laughs> in Brazil. Like, that's the type of shit that gamers be having to deal with. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I and, and, and that's not happening in basketball. Like, you might, yeah. it's not happening I, wait, it's not happening as severely. And in basketball, like you could see that person fucking with you, like or you could see them smiling or to come down to be like, Yeah, yeah, don't get me wrong. I didn't I didn't have somebody tell me you trash and you don't pick up a ball ever in your life. Matter of fact, don't go home and touch yourself. They ain't say that, but you know, that's how you feel. But you know, you see them laughing, joking around, hey man, trying to go, you know, you, you could get back in a pickup game. And Esports? Nah, they're trying to get you off. You still got the sticks? Dude, go sell your arms. Go become a, a mouth-using chicken sexer and 
and finish and go jump off a cliff or some shit. Like, it's, pause. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. For those of you who don't know what a chicken sector is, take the time out and go Google that, and then come back to the podcast, please. Thank you. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going over that right. I'm not. But there's a level of sportsmanship. There's a there's a level of sportsmanship in like your basketballs and your footballs that's. It's not necessarily. But you can add that to esports. You can well, have it's moderators. Not, see here, but you don't thing, have man. nobody to enforce. Like you can't make somebody not be able to chat. Is basically. But the, so Arthur, I'm, I'm. I mean, they working on it. I'm not saying listen. it's not. People are making steps towards a better, better communities. But it's that's, it's it's you got to have thick skin to make it to the top. Keep so Arthur, listen, I'm 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 gonna say I'm gonna say this. And I'm gonna say you're kind of right, but you're also wrong as fuck. Um, <laughs> so like every first time every conventional sport that I played has been that type that type of cutthroat that you're talking about. Esports has been like I am so trash at basketball; it's ridiculous. And that's because I've gotten told you're absolute trash at basketball. You need to go sit yourself on your bed, think about, about what, think, especially with coaches too. Right, you need you need to go sit. You need to go sit sit in a dark room by yourself on your bed and wonder why you do what you're doing on this earth because basketball is not it. Fine, football. I was okay at football, soccer. I love soccer. I've always played soccer. That's a, that's a sport I excel in. And then I've I've met people that are so slow at running. It's just I don't even know how you are able to walk. You're so slow. But when it comes to esports, yes, you you encounter that same toxicity, but it in the end for for like whenever these leaders of the package you call as i would like to call them play the game if they're online if they're at home training if you want to call it that yeah they're going to encounter those encounter those people they really just do get shit on like they might get shit on in call of duty or halo whatever it is but once they get to the tournaments it's all land based it's not a, it's not based off of the, it's not it's not internet wise so once you get to that competition it's the same thing as basketball you're all kind of on the same court so it's all the same cores plugged up to the same servers and you're going head to head for x amount of games so yeah you're going to catch that in training but you'll also but catch that you'll also you'll also catch that toxicity on the on the blacktop cores in new york but you're not playing that person unless you at the top that's what i'm you saying can. You, yeah, you definitely can. You I mean, de- you they're, can, they're, you can but like, tournaments. anybody can to be real. You can there's, set that up there's, in any little garage or whatever. Yeah. All right. So there, there's, there's minor league tournaments. And even so, now, even even now, like, say say we were to get a bunch of guys together, like, on Call of Duty, on Call of Duty specifically, I don't know if they've done this on, on other games, but you can have your own custom match. So you and 150 of your best fucking friends can load up in the same map Think of 150 and be, I get to play the same game. You're right. You can load up in the same map as, uh, in the same game at the same time, and you can have your own custom match between just y'all. There's no outside. There's no outside in, input. It's just y'all. Now you can do that, and then have a have a minor tournament like that, or you can include other people from that from the outside. But they do that to avoid having people cheat. See, there's this dude. Oh man, I wish I. Hey, you know, remember when you used to play Halo? Remember that day 
I put to you like this saying, the screen, the screen. No, it was the words. It was the words. The words. I can't see. So imagine that on a million. There's this dude that started this gaming company like thing where he basically would like host competitions and stuff. I can't, dang, I listened to this episode. But like he he basically has a company. He had people like Drake and all kinds of other celebrities invest in it. And he basically just I think it's like it was, was like a phase? gaming lounge type deal or whatever, or he would just have people come there. Mm, no, 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 no. Okay, hold on. It's coming back to me. It was like a betting kind mm-hmm. of deal. I don't know if it's sparking or if it's something y'all have heard of before, but like you can pay money and get in these competitions and get a return um, based on that, like based on the game that's being played. It's, hey, this game's being played. We have the competition. Put the money in this half, you pay, put the money in, bring it back. And it, it was something of that nature. But I mean, that just kind of, you know, adds to that, you know, investment. I'm all for I think esports is going to generate so much for so many people as, as it grows and flourishes. Because, I mean, just think about it this way like at the high school level, right? You can have your local association sponsor esports at the high school level and, and that's a whole other aspect and like oh, high schools can start some high schools already have teams what what's that yeah, um it, thing Bronny in um Bron James son um oh no bro he's in something of the phase y'all mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about phase mm-hmm. yeah Wait, so my question phase, is it yeah phase is kind of like it, it it would be like your like any general team in any kind of sport right so they have trials and competitions to be on the actual team and everyone that specified like you might have a group of guys that special specialize in first person shooter they have their own first person shooter games and then they have their own like driving driving team they have like people that are pretty good at jet damn near everything you have that set that phases so much honestly they do it right they've included so many different professional or want to be professional gamers into their community that their phase as an entity has grown into it's grown into different sects across the united states so i have a phase california atlanta philly new york like all like uh, they have a lot of like major cities and everyone how they like uh, for what i can remember how they base off of if you're close to the any of the any one of those big cities whenever you load up into a game your servers come from that specific city. So if you're in Alabama, you're just fire as hell, you're in phase, your servers or whatever, you're not servers, that's the wrong word. But whatever your entity would be phase Atlanta. That is interesting. I did not know that. I've heard that name and I know that has something to do with The fact that That Birmingham is right there and you're still in Atlanta is upsetting. It's just a a bigger city with more commerce. That's all it is. But in like it, they started as just like a regular a, a group of guys that just wanted to come up with a cool clan tag. So and like that's what you, a lot of people are either trying to get in the phase or they're trying to start their own type type of phase. So it's really cool. Yeah, because to start an e gaming to start a team, you only really need reasonably three motherfuckers, four because you need an alternate. 
Honestly, I think that's yeah, yeah. case and get sick. You know, carpal tunnel is real. This, 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 this. <laughs> you said get sick and you <laughs> named carpal tunnel. That's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, I mean, when you work, when you work on computers, nigga, like yo sick, that is your sick. <laughs> yeah, I, look, man, I feel you, but it, it was just funny. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I work, I work with air a lot. I work with heavy hitting shit at work, so I have to know about ergonomics. How the vibration of my drill every day affects my joints. Mm-hmm. I'm you wear your protective gloves. I do. <laughs> I do when I have an air hammer. My drill not that fucking strong. Where I need to wear gloves all day, every day. All right, nigga. I think uh, we still in the wild, wild west esports though. Like, oh as, yeah, as, oh yeah. As, as more shit pop up and people see the right way, the wrong way, the better way, uh, it'll start to become a little more uniform, and then. You know, I mean, I'd be thinking, I think it's dope. Like, I hope it, like, evolves and kind of like how soccer is, where communities have their clubs, you have your junior teams, you know, there's, like, promotion and relegation. Like, I think soccer, to me, has the most interesting structure. I love their structure. Because, at, let's say Atmore had a club. You know, with e-gaming, like, we could be the best in the fucking world. And we could be in the top league. You know what I mean? And there's nothing stopping us. Like, we don't have to have a stadium. We don't have to have a whole bunch of people to be fans. We just got to be good. We just got to be good. And and I can put, if I'm this shit, I can put my hometown on the map, me and my squad, Mm -hmm. and and we can go from there. Mm -hmm. It is true. I mean, it's, you know, it takes a lot of, it'll probably take a lot of, you know, know, marketing in a sense to really get your name out there, you know, popping your shit, basically. Uh, And then really just, playing and sticking to playing video games because, I mean, you know, I can respect it because I, I really can't sit on the video game and play for hours like I used to when I was yeah, I, I, I physically can't. can't. All right. I, like, after about an hour and a half, my like, nigga, Man, listen, bro, I, I even if I'm having fun, I I, I can't. I, I just, I couldn't. It's largely why I've stopped playing. I mean, I might want to get back to it, but we'll see. But, I mean, yeah, I ain't like, to you. It's, it's, it's already, it's, it's already fairly easy to to get into it. Like you just pop up the side, you know what I mean? I'm gonna, I'm gonna get into this game and shit. I think the the issue is that it's other than other stuff, where it's people continuing, like you feel that camaraderie and people is pushing you to keep going. Like it's easier to jump ship in esports than it is in other stuff. I mean, if you got the right squad around you, it's it's, it's more or less. Well, yeah, yeah. If you, I mean, yeah. But like people talk about like their motivation to get into basketball was like I had a good group of people around me that wanted me to get out in the streets, or they had a situation where I wanted better for my family. Same kind of thing. It just has to be more lucrative. And it's a lot more, you know, personal in person. I mean, with video games, I mean, obviously you can play anywhere in the world with your clan, mm-hmm. but I mean, with basketball, you have more of that, that physical physical uh, compared to other sports so that can be a difference between how people stick to it and not as well because i can easily just not turn on my game and, mm-hmm. you know just kind of tell from the last time you turned your game on motherfucker. 